0: Uh continue on in our series, Hidden Virtues, but before we do, just want to note a couple of things. Guys, thank you. You've, we've already had a great start in our small groups, and, and if you're not in one, I want to encourage you. Yes, that's all right. They're doing well. Uh, I, I want to encourage you guys to get in a group, get in a group. I could sit here and spend this whole time talking about the importance of that. Uh, but today we are going to continue on in our series called Hidden uh, or Forgotten Virtues, which is which really is a relationship series that we're in. And uh, relationships, I tell you, there's a lot of relationships that are suffering and hurting, and probably more so than, than not. And so a uh, very timely relationship series. We're right in the beginning of the year. Uh, it's already moving along pretty fast, isn't it? A matter of fact, we are, we are going to be, uh, in just about eight weeks away, uh, Easter, having Easter service. And so just gear up for that, start inviting, getting people here. More people will come during a, a special uh, time like that than any other time. So invite them, bring them in, and let's, let's impact their lives in a great way. Uh, Today, we also have our growth track event that will be taking place, and we're in step three of our growth track event. If you've not connected, I want to encourage you to get connected, all right? All right? I want to, I I know I just prayed, but I I really, I feel some, uh, a number of of, uh, people that are really carrying some weights, Uh, and so I just really want to pray for you, if that's okay. I just really feel the Spirit of God just leading me to do that. The Bible tells us that we're uh, to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, and understand that heaviness is a spirit that can come upon you. And many times we don't recognize that that spirit is impacting our life. Doesn't mean you're demon possessed. You might act like it, but doesn't mean that you are. And uh, but uh, and laughter's good. Uh, but uh, there is a spirit of heaviness that, heaviness that can come on people. And, and I, I'm reminded of another scripture. The Bible says, lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares. It can grip us quickly and so easily and not even realize it. And we can be weighed down with these weights. Uh, Jesus tells us that uh, that we're to take on his burden and not our own. You know, the Bible tells us to... That uh, his how does it how does that scripture say that uh, that his his burdens his yoke is easy and his burdens are light and uh, and ours are always heavy and so we need to exchange them give them to God and let Him to just uh, to pick up His heart and His plan and His purpose so let's pray Father I pray for every person that is struggling whatever it may be. I know that it's probably has to do with relationships or finances or maybe uh health or some other struggle that they're going through today. I pray that that would be broken off of them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that uh light would come into their circumstance and dispel the darkness. And God, I just thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen. You agree with that? All right. Well, let's move forward. Uh today I I want to I want to you know, we, we, I said forgotten uh, virtues that we have been on this series, and, and I just want to give you the definition of virtues real quick, and, or virtue. The word virtue in the Greek often refers to moral excellence and goodness. A virtue is a tendency, a habit, stemming from who you are at the very core level. And so a virtue is something that you, you do so much that it becomes a part of you. And, uh, uh, and, and it, it's something that becomes a part of your character. And so I want to I encourage you that these things are not something that we just, uh, hey, that's good to hear, thank God, and you move on from it. No, you need to practice it all the time. One of the st- sayings that I say is that practice makes permanent. A lot of people say practice makes perfect, but it makes permanent. The more we practice, we practice it, the more permanent it becomes in our life. And so we started out with the first forgotten virtue, the first forgotten virtue that is needed in every relationship that many people uh, overlook that I want to I wanna talk about is the virtue of generosity, that if any relationship's going to be healthy and strong and vibrant, then there has to be a, a generous spirit, a generous, you got to be generous in that relationship in order for it to work. Every relationship that is suffering and hurting comes and stems from stinginess or selfishness, if you will uh, every 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 relationship that fails it 's not because of adultery it 's not because of finances that may be the the reason that they give but it all it stems from selfishness because they're not being generous in that relationship so we started talking about the virtue that forgotten virtue of generosity we need to be generous in our relationships in order for them to be healthy the second week we talked about the which was last week is the virtue of Honor, that we need to honor our relationships and make sure that we're honoring people, celebrating our relationships. And we discovered that honor really means two different things. It means to value. Too often we're not putting the value in our relationships that we need to put on our relationships. Secondly, we discovered that it means, it means, to, it means to be weighty or to not take lightly. And too often we're making light of our relationships. We're not, taking, we're not taking them as serious as we should. And as a result, they do not get nurtured as they need to be. And it's a wonder why they die. Isn't that right? Anything you don't nurture will die. And how, many, how many people uh, have killed a few plants in the house? Okay, because you haven't nurtured them properly. Didn't th- oh, I, I have a... St- no, I better not go to that story. Not has nothing to do with plants. It has to do with animals. I better not go there. Okay, for all you animal lovers, I want you to uh, like me and love me. And it was before Christ, by the way. Anyway, so I won't go there. But Ecclesiastes seven twenty nine says this. It says, "But I did find this: God created people to be virtuous. God's created us to be virtuous, but they have." Each turn to follow their downward path. We were created by God to be virtuous. And so today I want to be bring to you the third, third forgotten virtue that I believe is needed for every relationship, that I think will enhance every relationship and feed every relationship, and that is called the virtue of humility. We there is no relationship will ever make it without being humble. We need humility on, on, on all parties in order for it to work. Uh, obviously, the opposite of, of humility is pride. You know pride's a killer. Pride will get you kicked out of heaven. Uh, it'll get you kicked out of heaven. Uh, Satan got kicked out of heaven. One-third of the angels got kicked out of heaven. It was because of pride. They thought they could do better than God. And they thought they, they could take the place of God. And, and it's just not going to happen. God knows best. And so when we, when we humble ourselves and do it God's way, it will work. I don't know how it works, but it will work. I use this iPad. I don't know how everything in this works, but if I'll do as the manual says I, I should do to operate it, guess what? It works. I don't know how, but it works. In the same way, if we'll just operate in these different areas in generosity and in uh, in humility and operate in honor, then it will work in our relationships. It will, it will produce health and, and strength and, and vitality in our relationships. It will just work. And so, so what we want to do is we want to talk about what it looks like, uh, what does humility look like. But bef- before we do that, let's, let's talk a little bit about how pride presents itself. Uh, and some of you say, well, I can spot it. I, I, you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking a lot of us don't even realize that we have to deal with pride every day. Yeah. That it's something that every one of us, if we don't watch it, will be operating in because we're not dealing with it. But pride something that every one of us have to deal with on a daily basis. We all, outside of Christ, living outside of the principles of God and the Spirit of God in our life, are very prideful people. We, we, we are prideful. As a matter of fact, the Bible says when we're living outside of the Spirit, Spirit, being Spirit-led in our life, when we're living according to the flesh, that we cannot please God we're opposing god and i'm going to tell you what's in opposition to god it's pride pride opposes god now i know that you you came to church because you really wanted to hear that yeah. that you're prideful that you got pride in your life that has to be dealt with but i'm here to tell you it's the best thing that we could hear so that we can understand that we've got to deal with it and so what i want to do is i want to i want to def, uh give us a a, a an observation of of what pride looks like, so that we can deal with it. And uh, first of all, here's some characteristics of pride. Number one, pride has this op- it has this uh, this presence that I'm I'm better than you, I'm better than you. And before I go before I go defining that, let me give you Proverbs 16:18. It says it says pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit. Before a fall, I looked up that word. That word, haughty, and it means it means pride. It means prideful. And and, and then I looked up that word, fall, and it literally means it literally means uh, ruin. It, it's pride. Let's go back to that, if you would please. It says, "Pride goes before destruction, in a haughty spirit, before ruin." And and I looked up that word destruction and it li- literally means a breaking a breaking down broken and a brokenness and not in a healthy way in a bad way it means fracture injury crush smashing crushing breach collapse disaster wow. And so pride goes before all those things and we see that happening among our relationships that they're just being crushed and they're they're falling apart and and I'm here to tell you that probably one of the main reasons why is because we have pride in our life that has to be dealt with and put down. And it's something that we all have to deal with. There's not a one of us that are exempt from having to deal with pride in our life. And so, so with that being said, uh, many of us don't even realize that we're, 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 we're uh, thinking that we're better than others. We don't even realize that we're better than others, and and uh, and and I, I thought about this: when pride dis- is disappointed, when pride disapproves of somebody, then many times what we'll do is we'll distance ourselves from that relationship, as if we're better than them, as if we don't have our own issues, uh, or or we'll just shut we'll just shut that offender. Quite, I mean, we'll just shut them out of our life altogether. And, and I'm telling you that I, I'm i guilty of that. And I don't want to walk in pride. I don't want to push God out. I don't want to push God away. And so so we need to be very, very careful that we don't allow pride to take over in our life. I was think I was thought about this story as, Pastor Robert Morris was uh years ago he was saying that they were uh fixing to enter into a staff meeting with his his team and all of his team members were in the room and for some reason he had gone out he had gone out of the room where they were going to be meeting and there was somebody had walked in it was a lady that had walked in not very well dressed and and uh and and she was uh she had some need and was really uh, just asking for some financial help. And, and he says, hold on just a second. And he had noticed something about his team, that his team had been gravitating towards relationships, those that, that were better off and well-to-do and and really kind of skirting around those that had needs in their life. Wow. And, uh, and and so he he, he, he says, I, I, I want you... Uh, I want you to uh, come in and, and I, I want to pray for you. And and so he brought her in and told the, the team, he says, uh, you know, she has this need and I want us to pray for her. And, and so anyway, he prayed for her and then after that, uh, I don't know how they helped her, but anyway, she, she left and then he went back in with his team. And he says, you may not know it, but by the way that she's dressed... And, and I don't even think he told her what told them what the need was, but he says she is she's extremely valuable, you know she's she's uh, got great uh, great value. And then uh, he said, the value is the blood of Jesus. Amen. And he says, let me tell you why I'm, I'm telling you this is because I've seen this happen with you guys. You guys have been. Uh, of you know you've been gravitating towards those that you know that have you know wealth and he says that's going to stop from this point on. We treat everybody alike, Goodness. and really pride. We may not realize it, but we tend to do that. Amen. We tend to we tend to treat our relationships. We tend to value them at different levels, and uh, and, and we we in a sense think we're better than somebody else. And sometimes we begin to devalue those that are so close to us. I want to challenge you guys today. Value your relationships. We talked about honor being part of that as being valued, valuing them. We need to value our relationships. So pride, pride has this, this sense that I'm better than you. Secondly, uh, pride has this sense that it doesn't apply to me pride pride excuses itself from various things and 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 I put on here activities commitments and responsibilities pride pride says well I'm you know I that might apply to them but it doesn't apply to me and and pride excuses itself from thinking that we don't we don't need to be active in that relationship, that relationship with our kids, or with our husband, or employees, or in, er- in whatever area of life, in church. Now, let me tell you something about this, re- this, this message here, okay? Because I, I, feel like, I feel like going in places that I sh- probably no man should tread... But And really, honestly, the only ones that are going to probably get upset are those that are operating in pride. Isn't that right? But I think sometimes we just feel like we're better than other people, that we just don't have, it's, you know, they can do it. Listen, I clean toilets. This, I, I do it all the time. When I go to the men's restroom, if it's dirty, I get out there and I clean that toilet. I did it this morning, three times this morning. And then shook your hand. <laughs> I wash my hands, okay? I wash my hands. I just shook Debbie's, that's all. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but I, you know what? I'm no better than anybody else. One of the things that we teach in our, in our growth track is that every responsibility is important here. That what I do up here is no better than anybody else that's uh, making a huge difference in greeting and huge difference with our nursery or our preschool or our kids' right. elementary age or whatever. Everybody is important. Everybody. Everybody. There's not any responsibility that is better. And if you know me, you know that that's true. I, you know what I do? I park out in the street. Yeah. I don't have a pastor's parking right next to the building. Right. I, par- I park way away and I make room for everybody else. Because here, you know what? I am no better than you. Why should I get treated any better? Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, re- I, I, I just do not want to give room to pride. Right. Thirdly. Wow. I can handle it myself. This is probably the biggest area of pride that op- that people operate in. That they think that they can they can do life without the word of God, without the spirit of God in the body of Christ. We, let me tell you, God put all three of those in your life because it is very needed. And when we think that we can go and do it our way and, dis, and, 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 and disregard God in, in the factor, then that's a prideful statement. You know, I need prayer every day because I'm in total dependence on him. Amen. A person that, that doesn't pray and in, in, in don't even realize it, but in a sense you're saying, God, I don't need you. I can do this myself. I can do life alone. I can do life without you. That's tough, isn't it? But let me, let, me, let me just say, I want to help you in your relationships. You cannot do life, you cannot do life in your relationships with, uh, with others without God. You cannot do it without, you cannot do it without the Word of God, you cannot do it without the Spirit of God, and you cannot do it without His body, the church. You cannot do it. You cannot do it successfully anyway. Let me rephrase that. You need those. You need all of those equations. It's the mix that makes it happen successfully. All right. And so pride says, "I can do it myself." All right. Now I'm going to move on because I need to move on. All right. So let me let me let me just uh, uh, let me let me give you a quote by C.S. Lewis. First of all, he says, "It is through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice." It is the complete anti god state of mind. It is pride which has been the chief cause of misery in every nation and every family since the world began that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty tough isn't it let me let me give you james chapter three because i don't want to just quote a man. I want to quote the the man okay so James chapter three it says in verse thirteen it says if if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitter, jealous, and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover it up with, uh, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unsp- unspiritual, and demonic. For where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Amen. So let me let me let me talk to you about the virtue of humility in the little bit of time that I have remaining with you. Number one, first of all, in our relationships, the defining relationship, there's three things in our in our relationships with one another. We are to be submissive. That's one of the definitions of humility is to be submissive. Ephesians chapter 5 says this, verse 15, we'll start there. It says, therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor and purpose and encourage, shunning those who tolerate and, and enable evil not as the unwise, but as the wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of every opportunity, using it with wisdom and diligence, because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, get this, therefore, do not be foolish or thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. And don't be drunk with wine, for what is for uh, drunk with wine? For that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit, constantly guided or consistently guided by Him. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Offer praise by singing and making melody with your your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting, I come to you, submitting one to another out of the reverence of the Lord. Now let me, I I said all that to say this, our submission first comes to the Holy Spirit. Then it's able to happen in the lives of others. The Bible tells us that we we are to make every effort To keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We cannot be unified without one another, without the Holy Spirit's active work in our life. We have to have the Holy Spirit working in our life. What's that mean? We have to be submitted to Him. How are we going to be submitted to others if we're not even submitted to God? We have to be submitted. We have to have a daily relationship with the Holy Spirit, working and walking with Him every day of our life, understanding and learning Him. If we are not submitted to Him, then I'm going to tell you we're not going to be submitted to one another in the fear of the Lord. We have to be submitted to God. Now, we sung that song earlier, I thought, how appropriate. Thank God that we are to surrender our lives to Him. That we're to surrender, or we could say it, submit our lives to Him. Surrender. As, was there, I, I, as, as we sung that song, I picked up my iPad and I wrote this down. Surrender. We need to surrender our schedule. We need to surrender our budget. And we need to surrender our relationships. Those three things I get in trouble for all the time because I preach on them. People have left this church because I talk about their, their schedule. That you need to put God first. That he needs to be scheduled in your, your time with him in the morning, in, 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 your, in your week. Uh, you know, you'd be amazed how many people get ups, uh, offended because I talk about the necessity to be at church every week. Every week. I'm going to smile again, just in case you didn't get it the first time. And I'll go a third time. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, I got to do them all. All right. And so and and people get offended when you talk about their budgets, their money. And then they get offended when you talk about their relationships. Don't talk about my relationships. They're all suffering. Okay? And 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 when you submit, what do you submit? You know, many of us have our own plans. And I I, and I understand, you know, God God didn't create us to be robots. He created us to, to have a free will to choose. But we need to understand what the will of the Lord is, Ephesians 5 says. We need to understand what he's saying to us in order for us to walk in the purpose that he has for us. That goes that goes in our relationships. Specifically, that's what we're talking about today. Relationally, we need to understand what God has to say concerning our relationships. You and I have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Spirit. Otherwise, we will always contradict what God wants in our life. And it's always going to produce a fruit that we don't want it's not going to be the fruit of righteousness and peace it's going to be the fruit of hell here on earth is what it's going to produce and so so what i want to say is we have to have the uh, we have to be surrendered to the holy spirit because if we're walking in the flesh the bible says it's impossible to please god impossible we cannot we oppose god in the flesh there's no relationship that will ever be healthy when we're not surrendering to God. So that tells me when I have plans and I find out that God has a different plan, the word submit means that I, I relinquish my plan and I embrace the pa- plan of the other. That's what submission means. It means I'm submitting to whatever it is that you want. I'm letting go of whatever it is that I wanted. And I embrace whatever it is that I'm embracing, as if it's my own. I turn loose, even though that was my initial plan. It's no longer mine because I've turned loose of it, and I embrace and I submit to your plan. God, His plan is my plan. His dreams are my dreams. His will is my will. Are you with me? That's what produces success in our relationships. When we do it God's way, it will always, always be the best way. And if we don't do it God's way, especially when we know it's God's way, it's a pride, a statement of pride saying, I know better than you, God. Got through that one. Okay. The virtue of humility, secondly, means this. In our relationships with one another, we are to be meek. We're to be meek. Uh let me let me quote some scriptures real quick. Psalm 37:11 says the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. I want to read that to you in another translation it says but those who are free of pride will be given the land and they will enjoy peace and success. We have in all of our rela- relationships we have a 100% chance of success. In all our relationships. If we do it God's way. 100%. There's no reason that any relationship should ever fail in our lives. And if it fails, it's because we got away from God. In, that, in, in our relationship. And, and the word meek. Notice here it says, it says but the meek will inherit the, 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 the land. Will inherit the good things that are here on this earth. Colossians says this, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, which means meekness, and patience. It says, bear with one another, forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, and sometimes we do, We're to forgive as the Lord forgave us. And over all virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Isn't that powerful? I love that. So what does it mean to be meek? What does it mean to be meek? I'll tell you that it doesn't mean weak. Okay? That word meek uh, has the... And and I've taught on this... uh, uh, I think last year, but uh, it, it bears repeating. It means it means uh, it means submitted, but it means gentle. It means it means it means it means, uh, it means uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It means uh, gentle. Uh, it also uh, it means sensitive. Sensitive. That's the word I'm looking for. It means sensitive. Sensitive to the one that uh, we're in relationship with, with the Lord and even with one another. We're to be meek with one another, sensitive to one another. Too often we're more sensitive to what we want rather than what God wants. Too often we're too sensitive to even our our circumstances and our needs than to what God has and wants for us. and, and, and I was reading up on this again. I, I didn't just want to go and, and and refer to previous notes. I read up. I made sure got in got in did, done my word study. And and that word that word meek uh, is related to a stallion that is strong, but that has become meek. He's meek to his 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 uh, his trainer. He's meek to his rider. That whenever that rider just flips that that rein he, and, and he, he flips it to turn to the right he turns right he flips it to turn to the left he turns left he barely barely even has to n- uh, nudge at it and because of the sensitivity to his rider he's bam he's, he's on it immediately unlike a goat <laughs> where you'll find goats everywhere everywhere and goats, man, I've got some, some, some goat stories, but I'm not going to tell you about those goat stories. But we need to be tender and sensitive to the Lord in our relationships. In our relationships. I'm going to tell you a story this week. Gosh. Uh, this week that just happened. Uh, was, and I don't like telling it because I have this visual and it grips my heart and, and I know... Rachel's in here, and so I, I know it's going to grip her heart too. But uh, this this week we have we have a date night with our grandchildren, our two oldest at this point, till my other one gets a little older, and uh, we have a a week weekly date night with them. And um, and we had uh, gone to eat uh, supper, and then and then uh, we went to Toys R Us. Oh yeah. You know, kids like Toys R Us. Yeah. And and, and and so do adults. Yeah, because they have some adult stuff in there, no doubt. But you you and I need to be again sensitive. Sensitive to the Lord in our relationship. Sensitive to the person that you're you're in relationship with. Well, uh I, I I initially one time uh I mean just and all this happened just pretty quick and and my, my wife was carrying my granddaughter. My, I was carrying my grandson. And sometimes they walk with us. Sometimes, hey, poppy, nana, carry us. And so we was carrying them because they asked. And, and, I, and I told my wife, I said, watch your step. Watch your step. And I just had this quick check, just a, just a little nudge in my spirit. And so I told her, watch your step. Well, it wasn't moments after that, not long after that, that I got the same thing. And we were going to be uh, uh, stepping over a, a, uh, a um, uh, what do you call it? No, no, uh, to slows down cars. Speed bump, thank you. And, and I, I, I got that same thing, and I thought, man, I'm just nagging, you know. It's just like, and I, I dismissed it. And it's, I mean, it was just like, as soon as I dismissed it, I heard a bump, we were in front of them, and my wife had tripped with my granddaughter, and my wife landed on top of my granddaughter. It was an image, uh, it's tough. And so, here my granddaughter was crying, and, and and my wife was, take her just just, you know, my wife, don't worry about me, don't worry about me, and and i 'm trying to pick them both up and and so I grabbed my granddaughter, she was fine, she was crying, but she was she was she seemed fine and 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 you know the sounds and that I'm still having to relive and my wife too and and it's very tough and and uh and I say all this to say this because I talk to God all the time. I have a, a daily relationship with him a, a moment by moment i 'm listening to my heart even now as i 'm talking to you, how much should I share, what should I share and so Long story short, you know, she did she did uh, land on her head, but Rachel had her check, checked out, and, and so anyway, she, she's she's good, she's doing great, uh, but it's tough. And so I went to the Lord the next day, and I said, Lord, you know, what's I'm praying every day why? And He says, I try to warn you. And I told my wife, I said, honey, be be you need to be more sensitive to God. And I, he says, I tried to warn you. And then he reminded me. He said, son, I still protected them. Because she could have been severely, severely hurt. Even if she fell from that distance without anybody landing on her. And her head hitting the ground in her, her body. It could have been fatal. And he, I, I've, I sense, I mean, I just felt like God told me in my heart, just immediately, I still protected her, or protected them, because my wife could have got hurt too. And what I'm saying is this: too many times, we're too engrossed with ourselves, too involved with ourselves, that we're not sensitive to God inside. And I'm here to tell you, your relationship, my relationship, our relationships. In and in th- life, in 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 our relationships, can, can so you know, they, it could be so much better if we'll just be sensitive, be meek, sensitive to the Holy Spirit in our lives. Are you with me? Yes. All right. Got lots I could share. I'm just going to share one more thought, and then I'm closing. All right. Number third third, third ca- characteristic, uh, and I put characteristics of pride. I'm sorry. Uh, Actually, it's character. I don't know what's in your notes, but it's actually characteristics of 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 uh, humility. Yeah. In our relationships with one another, we are to be servants. We're to be servants. Uh Philippians, you can write this down. I don't have time to go through it. Philippians two, uh, verses three through eight, tells us that we're not to be selfish. We're to be, uh, we're to we're to take on the same attitude, same mindset as Jesus Christ, who took on uh, the form of a servant and became a servant, and even to the point of death. and And so we're we're to be a servant. And so he submitted himself. He was humbled. He humbled himself and became a servant. Humility. If we're operating in humility, then we're going to serve our relationships. We lose we lose the we lose the thought that uh, our relationships there are there to serve us, but we're to serve our relationships. Our if we both uh, in a marriage, if we both have that attitude, I'm telling you, we will succeed. Uh, this past December, as I was praying about a couple that our church had been a blessing to, and. And I personally had been a blessing too in, in a big way, number of different times, and and uh, and it's like, what happened to them? Where? What what, what? what? You know, what happened? And uh, and 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 as I was praying for them, I just I felt like the Lord just told me this. He says, you you need to teach, you need to teach the people to to be givers and to be generous. Of course, that's why I'm talking about this in this series. He says, otherwise, they default to being takers. And let me tell you what takers do. Takers take, and then once they've taken what they want, then they leave. It doesn't make them evil people. It just makes us takers. And we're to be called servants. Now, this happens more times than not. Let me, let me try to define it for us really quick in just, in just the next minute. This happens more times than not in that when we're giving out of ourselves, when we're giving and, and we're serving, and, and by the way, I said we need to be servants. There's a difference between serving and being a servant. Servants serve because that's their nature. We can all serve and not be servants. Does that make sense? Sinner sin, servants serve. All right? And we are called to be servants. And when we serve, we're not, we're not serving to get anything back. If we're serving to get something back, then that's called a hireling. There's hirelings and there's servants. When we serve, we, we should be serving because we just want to, we want to add value to people. We want to make a difference in their life. We want to bless them. We want to be a blessing in their life. We're just serving because there's a need that needs to be met and you're there to serve it. And if we'll do that in our relationships, I'm telling you, that is a, that is a heart of humility. God honors it. It'll bless that relationship. That relationship will be healthy. And it will produce that fruit of righteousness, that fruit of peace that God says that we can have in our relationships. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, all that being said, because I'm done. (laughs) We need to all understand that we deal with pride on a daily basis. And that God's calling us to be people uh, that are humble in our relationships and if we'll develop these three areas in our life these three areas, submission meekness and and servanthood, if we'll do that then I'm telling you we'll have some awesome awesome relationships let's do it in our community let's do it, I, I want our church to be known to produce the best employees that this community has ever ever had because we're servants amen, amen, amen. amen. let me pray, Father we just thank you We honor you. We love you.